Hi there, and welcome to episode 14 of the ADHD Adult UK podcast. I'm James Brown, co-founder of ADHD Adult UK, and as usual, I'm joined by the man with a head like a high-ranking, valuable marble, maybe a, a clay dab or a steely, I'm not sure which. That's my fellow co-founder of ADHD Adult UK, Alex Connor. Alex, hi. Good morning, James. It's currently 10 minutes past three, Alex, and you know that, don't you? Yeah, I do, yeah. Fucking hell. Okay. Um, I've already immediately lost where I was with everything because you've just thrown me out with your annoyingness. Um, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Yeah, really excited again. Got feedback again. We're getting loads of feedback. We hit well over five and a half thousand downloads for this nonsense Ooh. thing. Can I read some feedback out? I'm wary of you doing so, but yeah. We've had a letter from uh, Robert from Kidderminster. <laughs> I shouldn't have left this. <laughs> it's just a picture of a cock and balls with James and an arrow. That's all it is. That's it. I, I, I have a real one. No, you can't. Please. Yes, of course you can. I'm going to anyway. Right, we had an email from Kay who said, I've been listening to your podcast on Spotify and just finished RSD one. It really spoke to me. I can't tell you the amount of jobs I've quit, friendships and relationships have ended because of preempted conflict or too scared to face oncoming conflict. It's debilitating. Really enjoying the podcast and currently waiting for a psychiatric appointment for diagnosis. It means a lot to us that. It's exactly how we feel and why we started it, I think. Well, maybe you. I just <laughs> Yeah, yours just for showing off. Want, yeah, I just wanted to have a podcast, really. <laughs> um, thank you for that, Kay. We genuinely appreciate it. And obviously... You know, lots of you get in touch. We, 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 it, it heartens us to realise we may have some impact on our now apparently eleven listeners, Alex, because we had a message saying I'm your eleventh listener, which is which is brilliant. <laughs> um, as usual, our podcasts are a tragedy in three parts. We choose the theme. Our last episode we talked about relationships, and we obviously <laughs> overshared um, so much. We're both currently undergo undergoing divorce proceedings. Um, <laughs> so not. this so this week we're talking about something that is hugely important to both of us. It's something that we seem to have made up, or Alex seems to have made up anyway, but it resonates with so many adults with ADHD, and that's the very specific concept of domestic anxiety, which um, we also call temporal anxiety. Three parts, as usual, are evidence-based psychoeducation. Then in the second part, we have some personal reflections on what domestic or temporal anxiety means to us. Um, we'll have some time to play a game of what's James forgotten, lost or mislaid this week. You can moan all you want, Alex, but it's staying. Um, and then we'll finish off with some top tips and maybe even a product recommendation. So, Alex, why are we talking about anxiety again? Um, we did this relatively recently and it made me anxious. Another good question, James. Thank you. So today we're talking about a weird phenomenon experienced by many adults with ADHD that we know about and that we've experienced ourselves. We've talked to loads of people. And in the absence of a proper word, we've called domestic anxiety. I've asked a number of psychiatrists if there's a word for this and I can't find one. So that's what we call it. What it is, is that feeling maybe at the end of a long day with the evening stretching out ahead of you, even if you're in a loving and safe family environment, can make you feel a bit trapped and anxious. The cosy domestic life that other people crave and love can, for many ADHD adults, feel daunting and scary. The endless telly evening stretched out ahead of you without something to break it up, hours and hours. It's strange because we hear and feel from many, mem many members of our community that 
serious anxiety for just a few hours a day is a major problem in the life and a trigger for some of our less than healthy coping mechanisms, James. <laughs> yeah, you, you I would, would, I would, I, you would carry on, sorry. Yeah. Adults with ADHD are both a prisoner to routine, but at the same time, fine routine, difficult to accept and maintain. Yeah, I mean, that's completely that's completely true. We, we've already, uh, as I mentioned earlier, talked about anxiety in, in general. And anxiety comes in in several forms. We covered anxiety in a previous podcast. Anxiety in general is, I'd say it's probably easier to define. That'd be right, because it means you know, frequently feeling stressed or, or nervously uncomfortable or frightened in what is really an objectively normal and safe environment. And this is felt by more than half of all adults with ADHD. So I'm not ready to say ADHD is yet, by the way. Um, I know this is written in the script, as we say, because it really annoys me. But I'm, I'll probably say it at some point because I do jump on the old bandwagon now and again. But you're right. For me, I've described it as being God, you're going to jump on this. I describe this as there being a hole inside me, which I can't fill. And yeah, I'm 47 and, years old. Yeah, and the only <laughs> way I can the only way I can fill it sometimes is is by those very destructive behaviours that involve things that we may label as as substances. Um, so yeah, so it is it, it's specific and different, really, isn't it? It is, and that anxiety, that stress, nervously uncomfortable all the time, and frightened in a healthy environment, is it seems to be all the time in classic anxiety, which a lot of ADHD, half of them, as you say, face. And there's loads of research on ADHD and anxiety. It's a major factor as a result of ADHD, as a result of dealing with ADHD in a neurotypical society, but also as anxiety disorder, as a separate comorbidity. What I'm really struggling to find, though, is evidence of this, this temporary daily anxiety about that relaxation period when suddenly you should be peaceful and happier spoken to a couple of friends who are psychiatrists they didn't have a word for it and that's why we made this up well we made two words actually mm. it's not about me though i've called it alex connor syndrome <laughs> i haven't i haven't i called it domestic anxiety and sometimes temporal anxiety because it's a short period of time when it's really really strong when i do me drinking essentially yeah i mean no it no i i absolutely resonate with that can i just pick you up on one thing and that's from now on when you say friends can you say quote unquote because obviously you know, you having friends is an alien concept to anybody that listens to this podcast. But I think it's interesting that those friends, quote unquote, um, agree that this isn't something that's well described. But I mean, almost everybody that I've spoken to as, as an adult with ADHD has that that inability to kind of just relax and enjoy a bit of time off, whether it's in the evening, whether it's on holiday, whether it's the weekend, that um, thing that you see often described in the diagnostic interviews of do you feel driven like a motor um, yeah. is probably related because you, you get to a point at the end of a period of time whether it's a day or a week and all of a sudden it's there's nowhere for that motor to go there's nowhere there's nothing for me to do and you're right the thought lesser cotton socks of sometimes sitting down with mrs adhd and watching television can fill me with dread alex and therefore i have to numb that dread at the minute with brandy, which is my poison of choice, um, just to get <laughs> to brandy as well, isn't it, James? Very expensive brandy. Yeah. <laughs> Impulse bought brandy, Alex. It's it's really true that the spending time with my friends and bearing in mind they are wholly imaginary. <laughs> what I actually what I actually mean is my wife Lisa's relatives. <laughs> <laughs> 
who are almost contractually obliged to spend time with me. So it's, they, it feels like in those those times when you've got a few hours and okay, everything's relaxed and you're quiet. Well, where's my emotional reward from you know watching this telly program? And, and if it's a great program, I can get I can I can get that. Maybe a documentary about Brahms, but not, <laughs> <laughs> but not regular telly. It's it's I find that really really difficult to get any emotional reward from. Yeah. And then I, I start to panic, and and I think yeah. a lot of people. Oh, I know a lot of people have told me this. I hesitate to say friends have told me this as well. And and in in the olden days, substance abuse now pretty much restricted to alcohol when I'm drinking is yeah is a, is a, a really cheap, easy, and available solution to that, but not one that I find in any way mentally healthy for me or physically. Well, well, what it does effectively is it it, it delays for me anyway. It delays the anxiety. So you know, a weekend uh, with no um activities planned with no structure and and mrs adhd bless her has spent the last 12 years um deliberately and very carefully um manufacturing weekends full of activity for me without me really realizing and and then when she admitted this to me when we were both drunk once she's been doing this for years it almost broke the spell and then i realized that this is what was happening but the thought of a, a weekend just a weekend you know i've got no plans could laze around the house could go for a walk oh my god immediately immediately fills me with a physical anxiety that i can only get rid of by numbing it and and that's something that we've heard um, anecdotally and we know that anecdote isn't the same as evidence we've heard it anecdotally from lots of our followers and this is why we think it's something that actually is ripe for research we do need to look and see whether or not this is something which is not so much universal but at least measurable and 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 recorded by lots of adults with adhd it's so right james and i aren't psychiatrists but we do know how to look at papers and it's really hard to find any papers describing domestic or temporal anxiety and in adhd adults where there isn't a lot of research generally it seems to be zip to use a technical term Okay, well, that brings us to the end of part one, our very loosely termed psychoeducation, largely because there isn't much there in terms of evidence. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll come back with some personal reflections on the impact that domestic anxiety or temporal anxiety has on both of us. Welcome back to part two of episode 14 of the ADHD Adult UK podcast. We're going to talk a little bit more about those personal uh, reflections on domestic anxiety. That's the subject of this this uh, episode of the podcast. So, Alex, let's delve a little bit deeper into your domestic or temporal anxiety. It's a hard one, this, isn't it? So this is, we're talking, as a reminder, we're talking about that anxiety that isn't all day, isn't the anxiety that half of ADHD adults feel or experience at some point. It's when you've got a couple of hours or a few hours in the evening and suddenly there aren't clear goals or clear things you've got to do and 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 for many many of us it can feel quite quite crippling and frightening and makes me panic and it shouldn't do it's the opposite of what makes other people panic i think um one of the biggest challenges i face i think is 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 absolutely no grounds for it anxiety between about six and eight in the evening every single night in my life for as long as i can remember unless something pretty high reward or exciting is happening or could happen. I, my history, I would and still do, although not very often for 2022, 
use alcohol to quieten the bees in my brain that won't shut the fuck up ever. <laughs> and alcohol did and does quieten them, but there's a really high cost to that. The physical and emotional cost on, you know, on just my weight, you know, because I like to run and it's really rubbish for your PB. And, and then hangovers and the emotional cost of, it's not just your mind it quietens, it's your, your, your wit and your, your conversation. And it, it's not very, it isn't who I want to be. And, and that's, we're touching on serious emotional difficulties here rather than, oh, isn't it funny? It's not very funny for me using alcohol to, to quell that because if I just wait a couple of hours or fill it with something else, it goes away and then I'm fine. I'm looking forward to going to bed. And I know that's not everyone with ADHD, but for me it is. It's weird. So that that interests me. So you find that actually, if you can, so if you could avoid drinking and fill your fill your time with something, it would go away because that's very different to to kind of my domestic anxiety. I think it does. It does go away. In fact, I I once if I can just tick over to about eight thirty, I really don't what I don't fancy a drink, and it's very peculiar. It's all it's a strange thing, and and my brain tires out I, I wake up really really early as you do as well james but then so then i'm knackered at night i'm blessed that i haven't had insomnia much in my life and a lot of people do so yeah it goes it goes away i mean that's what that's why i call it temporal mm. and yet because of the impulsivity of adhd brains and the fact that we often don't think about consequences as much as other people ah sod it i'll have 12 pints of lager you know that's that, that seems like a healthy way even though yesterday and this morning i said i definitely won't do that but yeah if I, if I can just manage it for a couple of hours it'll go away i i, I think that's good that you've, you've i suppose at least understood your domestic anxiety i'm gonna start my personal reflections thanks for asking alex so, um... <laughs> i don't care james and, I, and and we've had a letter from robert <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna start by saying the most adhd thing that anyone's ever said is and that's i fixed this actually <laughs> i've sorted it out or so it feels for the next three or four weeks when it will return and i don't know how i fixed it it just happened so weirdly in the last couple of weeks it just stopped and now that that is it's it you know adhd behaviors and adhd we always said it's a moving target and our, not just our coping strategies but often the way it presents can change as our life pressures change and as as our medication changes and as we go through different challenges in life but very oddly in the last couple of weeks i've changed from something very similar to you which would be that i, I you know i'd start work i mean i i do get insomnia anybody that's that follows the instagram account will see that i'm just i want a really quick shout out to mysterious warren who um is a friend of mine who when i'm up late at night keeps me entertained with um with conversation at four in the morning when i can't sleep but i used to get yeah terrible i still do terrible insomnia and it would get to the end of a long working day because i'd start work at four in the morning and then work, work all the way through till you know five six sometimes even seven and the second i stop absolute terror would strike of oh god what do i do now you know what what what, what yeah. do i do and i couldn't sit still i couldn't really even communicate effectively with mrs adhd because i was so anxious and then the only way to cope would be to use that chemical numbing if you like to to abuse substances to make sure that that weird hole don't laugh alex inside of me was filled with something and it works marvelously but it's not sensible yes can i ask this isn't about how often <laughs> you fill your hole it's <laughs> is 
did you did you have that whether you were on list decks or and and when you weren't or yeah. has it been combined because some people report no. it's only when they're on the medication other people the opposite no 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 so so when when uh, mrs adhd and i would were drunk the once and, and we just we had a really open conversation and she admitted that she'd spent 12 years managing my adhd not knowing that i had it right um okay. so it's for me it's not just evenings week weekends the thought of a non-structured weekend where I've just got nothing to do, absolute dread. So she would put organized stuff and sometimes too much stuff, which would also cause anxiety. But equally, <laughs> oh God. So equally, um, as we were getting ready for bed of an evening and Mrs. ADH, she would be taking her face off, which you know, she'd do in the bathroom. After, after two minutes, I'd be shouting, Where are you? Because I'd start <laughs> to be anxious that nothing's happening. I'm just lying in bed and there's nothing on the telly, and I'm just lying there and I can't cope with this. So she's we call it needy baby syndrome. <laughs> yes, I think that's a, that's a reasonable name for it, actually, Alex. And I've got another question. When you say you fix this and you all, you're always texting me with that fix me ADHD, and you never have, yeah, you know, you have yeah, yeah, food. Yeah. Does this this fixing is that coinciding with this very expensive brandy you bought? Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> you haven't <laughs> no. just medicated. <laughs> no, no, I'll be no, I'll be honest. I've, let's just say I've changed my medication of an evening. But it does. <laughs> this is terrible but, advice. But but I don't I don't actually drink every evening. And no, no, and exactly, and the, and the reason it is ridiculously expensive brandy is i don't like alcohol and i actually like the taste of this so it's done hedonically i like i like the taste of this it's not to get me drunk it's because it's it's one thing that i can put in my mouth that i enjoy alex so it just fills a hole doesn't it? it just it just fills a hole it really does um uh, yeah but but i, I would i would what so so as i said mrs adhd would for years um give me little jobs in the in that short period where she would be taking her face off before bedtime. She'd give me a little task like, well, why don't you see if there's anything good on television? And then I'd be clicking through the channels. And then when I couldn't and I started to panic, that's when I started shouting, where are you? And and she, she, she actually measured the amount of time and it's three minutes. I can go three minutes without getting this temporal anxiety of of being occupied with something. And then one, once that three minutes was up, she knew that I'd start shouting because I I just couldn't cope, and she'd have to then rush back in and and she, I, fact, effectively, you know, with face cream on or whatever, tell me or show me that she's still alive and there and everything's okay, and talk to me and keep me occupied. She's that, a saint woman. She's not. She's no. She is. <laughs> she she genuinely. I mean, anyone that's put up with me for as long as she has definitely is a saint. So if it's a. I, I like I say I feel in the most ADHD way possible I've fixed this but I guarantee you at some point in about two weeks four weeks six weeks time it'll come back and 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 you know I'll have to try and adapt um to a different way of coping with it but it, it yeah it, it's 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 been for as long as I can remember that that lack of routine and this is <clears throat> this is why Holiday times are uh, problematic as well. So, like the Christmas break, I was exhausted. I was exhausted before Christmas. I've been working seven day weeks, ten hour days, and then that first day of not being at work, I I felt worse than at any point being at work because the utter fear and anxiety of dread of having a week of nothing to do, of no real plans, was utterly paralyzing and um, debilitating. So yeah, funny this bit as usual, as we often say. I, I like it very much. Yeah, um, should we go, we go, should we go back to my hole. 
we should go back definitely do that <laughs> yeah not for the first time what i think we should do is uh take a little break and then come back with our top tips for dealing with domestic anxiety and i've actually got can a couple we, of evidence-based ones just before we do that yeah. um can we please because uh, i noticed that you've, you've altered the script to remove the um game <laughs> to remove the this one's oh, game of James. oh yeah you forgot no 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 this isn't an omission you edited the script to take it out alex which is a really nice try well done but we've just, got, we've just got time before we go to the break to play a game of um, what's James lost, mislaid or forgotten this week. And this week's a little bit different, Alex, because... Is it good? To... Fuck off. So I'm going to tell you what happened, what went wrong, and you're going to have to tell me the reason it went wrong. So I actually forgot that I had, or rather I had a, a, hair, a hairdresser's appointment booked, which is the reason my, my hair isn't at its best, let's say. And I didn't go to it. And they phoned me really? up 15 minutes into the appointment to ask where I was. So this week, I want you to try and guess the reason for me not going to that um, hairdressing appointment. Okay. So was it first that I'd actually thought I'd booked it on a different day? So kind of put it in the diary for a different day, for example, and therefore I wasn't even planning. Was it that I got the right day, but I got the time wrong? when I put it into my diary or was it that I was just doing something else? I think I should be allowed to ask well, like one question. You can have, you can have a question, Alex. You may have that. Cause I know how much you hate this fucking game. So please have a question to drag it out. What would the something else be? What would the something else be? I was in the lab. I never yeah. go in the lab. That's a really, that's a really bad excuse. I never go in the lab. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that one then. I reckon that's a double bluff. I don't. Th I think day and time's too pedestrian for you. I think you're in this your imaginary lab, and then you've got PhD students who are going, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> <laughs> in that, while they called security, you forgot you had a hairdresser's appointment. That's what I think. Lab, something else. Fuck, he's got it right as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was. Um, no, I was. I was cataloging chemicals and um just forgot that i had to it's partly time blindness but i was just happily writing a load of chemicals down and then got a phone call and went, oh yeah that was today wasn't it completely forgot yeah, that is a bit of time blindness isn't it just doing something else and just gone. it is it is you've got five you've got five yeah. out of 11 i believe which is now above average which describes you well, describes you adequately i'd say as a person Thank so you. My, my pleasure, Alex. So now I will take us into the break. Nice try editing the script. So maybe <laughs> it'll work one day. Um, we'll come back in the final part of the podcast to give some top tips around dealing with domestic anxiety. Welcome back to episode 14 of the ADHD Adult UK podcast. We are talking about the entirely fabricated term domestic anxiety or temporal anxiety when you've got a bit of time in the evening you should be relaxed you should be peaceful at home with your loved ones and it suddenly it's a bit scary a bit stressful and we've discussed some of the psychoeducation around what that means a little bit but there's not a lot of research and now we're talking top tips james have you got anything to start what do you do about this this domestic anxiety thing i mostly smoke crack to be honest al <laughs> yeah 
no so obviously i think my my part of this section should just be not tips because normally i don't actually have anything that works in any way for anybody with adhd but what i'll say is now that i've fixed this problem obviously is to try and find something emotionally rewarding an activity that you genuinely get reward from to fill your time if you like exercise then evenings and weekends try and use that time to exercise if you like um jigsaws jesus what a thing to pick james for fuck's sake it's 2022 <laughs> jigsaws if 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 you like you know playing i don't, I don't know on the xbox if there are things that you do that you genuinely get reward from do them instead of drinking or taking other substances um talk to your partner about this because there's going to be an impact on your partner uh, of you obviously being anxious and if your partner hasn't got adhd they may not understand understand it as well as if they have but make sure i have, have that open dialogue so if you're if you're anxious they might be able to like mrs adhd help you come up with distractions activities things that will make those periods where you haven't got much structure um much more easy as i say mrs adhd spent years filling my calendar giving me stuff to do that to occupy me um and then obviously uh, a pandemic just fucked everything up and um, all that stopped. So for me, the only real top tip, I think, is, is to find something that you are emotionally involved in or rewarded by as an activity to fill that hole. Alex, what about you? Similar, actually, I think. It's probably one of my biggest issues, if not my biggest one, because I, I, I firmly, I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> thing, thing that everyone has to say, obviously. It's, it's a tricky one. Historically, my tip would be substance abuse, but I'm working really hard on swapping that for something healthier. I've got two two tips. The best tip, I, I think, is to break the tricky period down. So it's 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. and whatever it is for you, it doesn't matter. Break that into smaller chunks. And within that, have something to do that I, I enjoy doing. I've started playing the piano recently, James. I like reading and I like sport a lot, but but two hours is too much for any of those. So I'll say, well, I'll do 10 minutes of this and three minutes of cooking and the, the crossword. I'll have a go at that, but not for too long. Whatever does it for you, it doesn't matter. With It's jigsaws for you, is it, James? Like, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I used to play computer games, but really annoyingly, I got addicted to them and I, I had to completely cut them out. And that was really hard. What I, what I do when I'm coaching people with... Task management in their jobs is also something I do to handle my own domestic anxiety. And that is to work out what are some tiny, realistic goals. And I mean tiny. I have a little book and it's it's beautiful, like really beautiful book. My 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 wife, Lisa, second time I've said it. And that's because you talk about Sam all the time, James. And my wife oh, got you, jealous. You've never... <laughs> I know she listens to this. So, yeah. You, it's the second time you've ever mentioned her name. What would you normally yeah. call her at home? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so what we have is we have this pretty book. It's just a notebook. And I, I there's no like long-term to-do list. It isn't about tomorrow, really. It's about today. And, and in my case, a few hours. Tiny and realistic goals. I mean tiny. The very first step you could do to get a little dopamine hit of, oh, done and crossed out. So tidy my bedroom. Not small enough a goal. That's too big. I wouldn't do that. I'd be like, I wouldn't do it. Move one annoying book that's been bothering me that I left it on my dresser or whatever to the bookshelf. That 
that is something that it annoys me. I know it annoys me, so I'll write it down. And at some point I'll say, oh, I'll do one task and mark it off. And I know I almost feel infantile and ashamed saying that that works for me, but it, it really does work for me in the relatively long term. So we know a lot of our tips are if they work for a bit and then they go away, that is fine for ADHD adults. This one has been working for quite some time for me. And obviously most of my tips are just shit. Um, but what, the one thing I'd again like to come back on because I find it fascinating is the fact that you, you played computer games. I kind of had you down as, as a Dungeons and Dragons or possibly Risk kind of kind of person. I can't imagine they were good computer games. No, they weren't. No, it was like immediate reward made me angry and I did. I thought I was enjoying them like FIFA, like playing 14-year-olds. Oh, I can't. I, you know, I've the palace. And it's just awful, awful. It made me a horrible human being. I, Neglecting the, my loved ones and getting, so I, thr- I getting thrashed, getting thrashed seven nil online by eight year olds. I imagine repeatedly, isn't yeah. repeatedly isn't very rewarding. No, um, no. Alex, do we do we have a product recommendation of the week? Sort of, yeah. Um, one of the, one of the members of the community, let's call her Maria, because that's her name, suggested I start using a, an app called Asana. You might know about this project management app, and we know that some of Eric, for example, uses it, doesn't he, James? Yeah, he does. And it's for linear project management, a bit like my tiny little goals. It allows us to to plan in the... So I haven't tried it, but I've heard good things. I'm going to have a go this week. I tried so it and hated management. it. I, yeah, I tried it and hated it. But, you know, yeah. it's you know potato, potato, Alex, isn't it? That doesn't, doesn't apply to this, does it? That doesn't apply no, no, to this, does it? No, it, it really doesn't. Yeah, that's, no, that's it's called cool. Diplodocus Diplodocus. <laughs> I, I like to say Diplodocus sometimes. Good. Anyway, <clears throat> that was episode 14 of the ADHD Adult UK podcast where we talked about domestic anxiety. As usual, if you'd like to get in touch with us, get in touch via the social media channels at ADHD Adult UK. We love hearing from you. We love getting suggestions um, for podcasts. And I love hearing how many of you don't like Alex. Until <laughs> next time. Goodbye. Bye, all.